The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody welcome to another episode at the fifth fighter podcast i am your host slash fitness goer tj williams give you the insight of my fitness journey discussing analyzing fitness-based subjects and highlighting individuals involved in fitness past present and future all right for just those who are just joining in just to give you a heads up this is a pre-recorded um episode so whatever i'm talking about now it's probably gone past but yet we are in april which is autistic awareness month all right, so we're definitely keeping um, ourselves in check and uh, or for people that are um, suffering from autism. So we might must learn like how to like deal with um, people with autis- autism. And of course, um, we let's let's just say we got to be careful what we do or what we say. All right, so just remember, there are people like us, too. They decide to have opportunity. All right, so really, we want to make sure we're educated on autism and make sure we have a uh understanding of what um how we react all right so so for this episode for those who are um single parents and um are looking to lose weight you might want to listen to this episode because i got a guest that's um been down that road of course um she is a mother of five uh of course she's basically four hours from here um pittsburgh pennsylvania and um she recently um did a competition um summer shredding transformation um was that in texas and of course she became a winner which is a double thumbs up right? and of course um she's um decided to come, become a certified nutrition coach so i like everybody to introduce you to holly wagner and she agreed to come on a show and discuss her story or at least talk about her story so i'm gonna hand on to her so how are we doing holly hi thank you for having me i'm very well yeah amazing man i was like looking at um your stuff through instagram and um you know i was like really following up what you do i I definitely keep an eye on your stories that you um put on instagram so um of course uh for those who don't know you so can you give us a brief um introduction of who you are sure so i am a single mom of five which in itself is a job um but i have successfully lost 200 pounds and managed to maintain it Um, maintenance is just as hard as actually getting the weight off as I'm sure many people can relate to. Um, so I was 360 pounds. Um, I suffered from infertility. Um, all I had ever really wanted was to become a mother and I was unsuccessful. And then I guess my rock bottom moment was when I realized if I even did become successful in becoming pregnant, I would have never been able to run after my children and be a good mother. So at that point, I decided to have gastric bypass surgery. And then against doctor's orders, three months later, a miracle happened and I got pregnant on my own. Um, So as much as it was not medically suggested, it was still a miracle. And we were very closely monitored um, and had a healthy uh, baby boy. 
Um, from there, I continued to have pregnancy after pregnancy. I became very fertile, ironic, right? From <laughs> infertile to super fertile. Um, and I had six live births. Um, I gave birth to six children. I have a son who was born with a heart defect and unfortunately passed away. Um, so I have five living children. Um, and through that process, I yo-yoed. I started to lose the weight from my bypass. But then as I was pregnant, my body kept saying, let's not purge. Let's not purge. We need to feed the baby. So I never really reached my weight loss goal from the bypass. So fast forward 10 years later, after I'm done having all of my childbearing years, um, I ended at still like 285 um, and at that point, I decided, you know, I was tired of eating my feelings still because you don't get to be 360 pounds having a healthy relationship with food, right? Yeah. Um, I was still eating my feelings. I was still struggling with my weight. Um, and I was very lucky that I won a three-month membership to the local YMCA. Ooh. I was like, I'm going to try this out. So um, I had a lot of gym anxiety, like I think a lot of people do, especially when they're overweight. Um, so I kind of walked in like this, <laughs> I got on the treadmill, um, you know, that first day or two, it was only a few minutes before I was winded and, and gave up and it just was a slow progression. Every day I got a little bit better, a little bit further. Um, you know, I was able to do more. And I think what made me keep coming back was that fact that every day I could achieve more and, you know, you would start to reflect and, Hey, a week ago, I could only do this for five minutes. And now I could do it for 15 and Hey, what's that machine over there do? And Hey, look at what that person's doing. And it just started to kind of give me a hunger for more. What can I do from here? What can I actually make happen? Um, and the weight just started to fall off. I started eating healthy, paying attention to what I was actually putting into my body and the weight just it really, honestly, it just started to happen. Um, and then I progressively got into uh, lifting weights. Uh, and that's when things really started to happen. Um, so as my body was transforming, I decided those Spartan races look really cool. And I set myself a goal. Um, and I, I was going to run a Spartan race. So I started jogging and I did like a couch to 5k program. And I ended up running a Spartan race and blew my own socks off with what I could actually do. Uh, and it just kind of snowballed from there. It, it became a passion. It became therapeutic. Uh, in the process of losing all that weight, I was um, leaving my marriage. So it was a place I could go and get out all my frustration, um, take the negative emotions and express them in a healthy way. Um, the gym, honestly, it became my therapy and it really, it saved my life in more than a physical sense. Oh yeah. I can highly relate to that. Cause that's like the same thing with me. You know, I was like having that health scare pretty much. And then I'm going well, from there. It's like, that's it. I got to go to the gym. And then, you know, that was like my motivation. And, you know, like you said, with the treadmill, you know, I wasn't a fan of the treadmill. I was like, uh, in love with the elliptical. Cause I felt that's like the machine I can use. And of, of course, um, I usually when I go to world gym and usually I try to set a record for how long I could get an elliptical so far I went on elliptical for two hours and five minute, minutes oh yeah so that's my record that's legit uh, oh yeah and I wasn't doing it slow I was going fast pace 
I mean, you get that type of music in your ear and then you end up um, going so fast, you know, you don't pay attention. Like it, that's just, that was like motivation right there. It uh, happens. And honestly, when I first started, the elliptical was intimidating. Like I was so obese and out of shape that I was like, how do people even do that? That's crazy. You know, I was so intimidated even by the elliptical. Um, but it just goes to show that you just have to, you just have to do the scary stuff. And once you get through the scary stuff, it doesn't have to look pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect. Nobody's watching you. Oh, exactly. Just go do your thing. And, and it's just amazing things happen when you get out of your comfort zone. Uh, you know, the amazing thing about the guests I have here is like, they get through these questions real easily. Like so far you went through like four questions I was going to ask, but you know, sorry. oh, that's okay. I mean, but you, we can always go back, but you know, the first question is like, before you like had your like children. So can you like describe your journey, like before fitness, like, like as you were a child, like what would you, how would you describe yourself? I was an obese child also. Um, I was raised in a, we love food kind of house. Um, we weren't very physically active. I wasn't really into sports. Um, so I was just obese my entire life, quite honestly. I didn't really know any better because I didn't really have a better way modeled for me. Um, not to pass the buck, but you know, now as a parent, I'm very cognizant and aware that I have to model good behavior for my children, or I'm essentially dooming them to the same life of ridicule and being stuck in a body that doesn't work the way it's supposed to, uh, that I was. So we have to obviously model healthy eating habits and a healthy lifestyle for our kids to break the cycle, et cetera. So, um, very obese, uh, made fun of, you know, I, could barely keep up physically. Um, and then um, I put on some happy pounds. You know how that goes when you meet somebody, you start dating, all you do is go out to eat. And then um, at, I started packing on the weight and I was embarrassed to go out. So it was lots of fast food. And this is kind of sad looking back, but it was very gluttonous. Uh, we would go through the drive-thru and each order two supersized value meals and easily wipe them out. Um, again, like I said, you don't get to that size having a healthy relationship with food. So a lot of the work that I've done is relearning my eating habits and learning that food is fuel more than um a comfort or enjoyment. Um, I still struggle with emotional eating and some binge eating. Again, it's like any addiction. If if you're addicted to an opioid, you can detox and be done with it and never have to look at it again. You can't detox from food and never have to look at it again. You have to figure out how to get through it in a healthy yeah. way. So um, it, it's, a it's a challenge. There are some days where I fall back into old habits. So it's something I do have to continuously be mindful of. Um, so honestly, if I would have kept down the path that I was on, I probably would be dead by now because I would have just kept eating myself to death. Yeah. I mean, that's for, I pretty much can relate when I was a kid, you know, I was obese, but you know, I want to try to be more active. So, so I started doing martial arts. So, and of course, yeah, luckily I still do it. Man. So, and then from there, I wanted to try to do like sports. So I got into football and of course I wasn't good at it, but you know, I, I was at least active enough to at least be involved in sports. And from there, that, I feel like that'll give me like the boost to actually work out. 
I mean, you know, I mean, if you were like involved, like in fitness, like for me, I'm a fitness instructor, so I have no choice, but or so that I shouldn't have no excuse of working out because, you know, that's, that's part of me right now. So that's that's amazing that um you kind of are trying to get through your habits uh, of trying to not um, overeat or binge eat and all that stuff. But, yeah, I can relate. All right. So. Because uh, you talked about your push into um, fitness, you know, you got your membership to, to the Y or to a fitness um, center and you were just getting into the treadmill. So you pretty much were just um, going slow, right? You were just not going into fast. Yeah, I did start very slow. And also um, being a parent was also a barrier. My um, ex-husband worked 63 hour work weeks. He was never home. So it was a barrier. Like, how do I even try to get healthy when I have all these kids? Um, so fortunately I found a, a, a local YMCA who had childcare. And that honestly was probably a, a critical part of how I got to where I am. Um, so I would check the kids into childcare and it was also, it was kind of a mommy break. Um, but also I would start on the, the, like I said, I started on the treadmill. Then I moved to the elliptical. I used to call it the the devil machine because I thought in a million years, I would never be able to do it. And then I did, um, you know, I thought the weights, I was like, I would, how do people do that? You know, you're so intimidated and it's natural because anything we don't know seems hard. And at first it might be hard, but you pick up the weights, you figure it out and you, you just do it. And then you, you just, you surprise yourself. You know, even now further into my fitness journey, I still surprise myself. You know, I'll look at a weight and I'll know an exercise. I'm like, there's no way I can lift that. That's way too heavy. And I'll try it. And I do it and I have good form and like I do it well. Wow. You know, your body will constantly surprise you if you challenge it. Um, like if you would have told super obese Holly, like who couldn't literally fit in seats when we went out, like I would have, I would have constant anxiety. Do they have a chair that can hold me? Will the seats dig into my hips? I couldn't go to the movie theaters because I wouldn't fit. Like if you would have told that Holly that she was going to run a 5k, she would have laughed in your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you challenge yourself, you just, it's amazing how determination can, can make you rise to these often intimidating goals. Um, if you just don't give up on yourself. Exactly. I mean, speaking of 5Ks, you know, so far I've ran three 5Ks and I'm, I'm planning on doing like a half marathon because oh, I mean, wow. yeah, it's like so far I've run 10 miles nonstop. So of course I'm That's three, amazing. yeah, I, there's three miles away. I'm three miles away actually doing a half half marathon. So I'm yet to do a half marathon. So that's three miles. You, you got this. Oh yeah. You got this. Yeah. Especially if it's, if it's hot that day, I mean, I'll have a lot of energy because I get a lot of energy when I'm hot. I can't do it when it's cold. That's like kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cold, cold and uh, old joints are not, are not fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, uh, really. That's why I really go to Las Vegas. That's where, that's where the hot weather is. Yeah. <laughs> ah. All right. Uh, so you talked about your goal. You get reached, you got, you lost weight, of course. Um, and uh, let's talk about um, getting into the um, summer slimming transformation um, competition. Yeah. yeah. So um, with COVID, uh, like many other people, when the gym shut down, I took a major hit, like, like 
honestly, everybody else did. Um, the gym being a place of therapy and release for me, when that shut down, I fell into a deep depression and a lot of old habits came back. Um, I gained probably 30 pounds. Um, I didn't have access to a gym. I had no childcare. So, um, once the gyms reopened, I said enough is enough. And I started working with a coach, something I had never done before. So I hired a nutrition coach and the plan works, you know, following a clean diet again, um, actually eating at a surplus, you know, typically when you diet and diet culture is deficit, 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 but lifting heavy, doing scheduled cardio and eating at a surplus, I was still losing. I was never hungry and I was still losing. And I was like, holy crap, sign me up for this. <laughs> never hungry and still losing weight. Yes, please. <laughs> um, so my body started to change and I was scrolling through social media and I saw Jessica. Um, she's on Instagram as a uh, mm -hmm. warrior, warrior Jessica slashes fat. I saw her and I was blown away because she mirrored me in so many ways physically her body shape was just like mine her starting weight was very similar to mine and she she had lost her weight naturally in a short period of time that that woman just blew me away and i saw that she had competed in the summer shredding and she was so glamorous and in the bikini and she just looked beautiful and amazing. And I had that, that little girl inside of me said, if she could do it, why can't I? Now, Jessica is far younger than I am. I am 41. I have five children. Jessica is much younger. She doesn't have any children yet. Um, so she has um, more free time to focus on fitness, whereas I have a very fast-paced um, lifestyle. So we're very different in that sense. But it just kept coming back to me. And I was working with a trainer at the time. And I just kept saying like, Hey, this girl, I got to show you her, like, check her out. Like, she's just like me. Like she could do it. Why can't I, I want to, I want to look like that. Like, and I said to him, do you, do you think we could do this? Do you think, is this an obtainable goal? And he was like, why not? And I said, okay, you only live once. Let's do it. And I went into it with the mindset of it will be an experience. Um, never in a million years did I think that I would win. Um, you know, my physique is not 130 pounds. I'm not the thinnest. I'm not the most jacked. Uh, you know, I, I don't in my mind still see myself as a bodybuilder. Um, but uh, transformation division is all about the journey. Uh, where you started and where you are now, the package you're presenting on stage and all the things you overcame to get there. Um, and my story, I have overcame a lot. You know, there have been a lot of things in my life where no one would have blamed me if I would have buried my face in a bag of Cheetos and became super morbidly obese again, or nobody would have blamed me if I would have turned to drugs or if I would have, you know, taken a different route. Um, you know, I've overcome the loss of a living child. I've had miscarriages and pregnancy loss. I had an abusive marriage. Yeah, I had a lot of reasons to give up. But ultimately, every day I wake up and I still need to feed my kids breakfast and I still need to be the best version of myself for my kids. And they are my driving force always. Um, so, you know, my journey, I, I, I'm nobody special. I'm just somebody who 
got sick and tired of being sick and tired and wants to be a good example for my kids and to show them that you could do anything that you put your mind to. Um, and it, that's just how it happened. I started training really hard and I went and I honestly, I went and I never in a million years, never thought I would win. Never. In that moment, if you see the video footage of the actual show, you could see my utter shock. I never, you know, I'm sitting up there. I made the first, I made the top 10 call out and I'm standing there and in my pose and I'm trying to breathe so I don't pass out because I'm so overwhelmed. And I'm like, 10th will be great. 10th will be great. And they don't call my number. And I'm like, okay, ninth would be great. Ninth, you know, and I go through all the numbers and I'm like, second's amazing. Holy cow. That would be what an honor. And they don't call my number. And and it was me. They picked me. And um, there were close to 80 other women. And every single one of them had an amazing story, journey, drive, things that challenged them, things they overcame. Every other one of those women on stage deserved it just as much as I did. And I am still shocked and honored and humbled that they they picked my story. Um, it was definitely one of the best days of my life. <laughs> Uh, that's like amazing like really it's like when you're doing competitions like this you you, of course you don't expect to win but yet but yet if you like don't win and then of course you win that gives you the drive to try even harder next time I mean so of course going in that competition so is there any plan of you going to any other competition like say if you wanted to do like a bodybuilding type type competition would you consider doing that down the road for me uh prep for competition requires a great deal of emotional dedication and being a single mom of five, three of my kids have special needs. And it's funny that you had mentioned that it is autism awareness month. Um, one of my children we suspect does have autism. He has a lot of autistic behaviors. So I'm very much aware of parenting a child with behaviors that resemble autism or, or waiting for an official diagnosis. But, um, you know, being a special needs mom, I just don't have, I don't have it to give right now. And I think, Part of self-care is knowing when to say, I I can't give all right now. So for right now, it's on the back burner, but I still have, I still have the itch, um, especially watching the next group of women get ready to compete for summer shredding and seeing their drive and their excitement. It gets me so amped. Um, so I'm not quite ready to put the bikini down for good. It's just not coming back out. Uh, in the immediate future, maybe once the kids get a little bit older and I have a little bit more time to completely focus because competition prep is literally another full-time job. Um, and I just, I don't have enough of myself to give to it right now. Yeah. So how often do you actually are friends with um, Jessica? So how often That's do you talk to her? I have actually become friends. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I know I messaged her like a while back because I like to have her on the show as well. Cause you know, she has the same journey as you. And you talk about she's not having children and um you you are busy with having children. So, I mean, at least she'd be like more um genuine to come on the show and I can have a conversation with her. So I see her Instagram like live feeds too. So that's yes, like man. probably make a connection for you. But um, we do have different similar stories with different perspectives. Um, she's more career driven, whereas I'm more family driven. Um, just circumstance. Circumstances are different. Yeah, it's always best to be locally famous than like getting yourself out there. That's how I am. Like, I'd rather be locally famous than be out in the world. It's like I want to have time to at least, um, at least see my friends and my family. You know, of course, I'm I'm a, a father myself. I'm I'm an uncle, 
So I, it's a good thing I got to see my nieces that live in Canada. So it's like really, I just want to have that time. Aunt and uncle is great because then you can send them to somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've um, the transformation community is amazing. Um, It's like an unspoken bond because you've been through these trials and and everybody's so relatable, you know. Um, And the women and men that I have met are they're like they're going to be lifelong friends. Um, It's just an amazing group uh, when you compete in bodybuilding and you're in a different class like figure or bikini um you know you do meet great people but it's a different vibe like transformation it's like your best friends before you even get on stage and then even when you get off st- i mean behind this the curtain at summer shredding when they got to final 20 the 20 of us were in a circle holding hands like cheering like the the genuine love for each other was amazing. Whereas in in competitive bodybuilding, you know, I want to win. It's a little bit more cutthroat. Like, you know, my delts are more developed than hers. Why did she, you know, it's a lot more competitive. Whereas all of us just, we just loved the heck out of each other and wanted all of us. We all wanted each other to win. You know, I don't think in competitive bodybuilding, you're going to find a group of women holding hands, like, excited for each other and hoping that each other's name gets called even if it's not your own you know what I mean like it's just it's just a different vibe it, it's it was amazing yeah. all right that's like well really that's a really amazing goal that you actually got yourself to compete after you have your weight loss all right so who would you say you look up to during this journey because I know you have Jessica that you really looked up to is there anybody else that you look up to Yes. So Jessica was um, somebody that I very much looked up to. I also looked up to Kirsten Warner, who had won uh, the competition right after. They have summer shredding twice a year. So um, Jessica had won June and then Kirsten had won. I'm sorry. Jessica had won October. Kirsten had won June and then I had won October again. Um, So I looked up to them, but um, I kind of believe in the you versus you. I think comparison mm. is the thief of all joy. Um, you know, I'm never going to look like a Dana Lynn Bailey. Like I'm, I'm never going to get to that. I have loose skin. I've had a bunch of kids. Yeah. It's just not an attainable goal. So to compare me to her, I'm never going to get there. And that's going to create a negative headspace for me. Right. <laughs> so if I stay in a me versus me mentality, um, I think that's more healthy Uh, especially in a weight loss scenario. Um, You know, I have different challenges as a, a weight loss patient. Um, You know, it's just better for me, but uh, there are definitely influencers out there who um, I get weight. I I get um, routines from, you know, Oh, wow. Look at her glutes. I should really try her, her glute workout or, you know, I definitely take inspiration from other people, but um, I never want to compare myself. And I don't think anybody else should become overly obsessed with comparing themselves to other people. But I definitely look up to like Heidi Summers, um, who uh, is the owner and creator of Buff Bunny, uh, which is an apparel company that is all size acceptance um, driven. So they go from extra small to like 3X, 4X. So like they are for all body types. So you don't have to be, you know, itty bitty. Um, but I look up to her, um, as far as a fitness influencer, I, um, 
love Axon Sledge products and look up to all of their athletes. I've had the pleasure of working with Gianna Stokes. Uh, she's somebody else that I look up to. Um, so I guess I just kind of keep the blinders up and the, the me versus me mentality versus, you know, focusing on being like somebody else. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, it's always you against you. I mean, for me, it's like, I mean, I'm looking at my old self, how I was, and you used to talk about when your children being autistic. But for me, I dealt with ADHD, of course, which is people would mistaken that for autism. But, you know, there's a different, um, different um, neural development um, condition with those two. So, of course, I can relate. Like, most of, mostly it's like um, temper tantrums, of course, the lack of focus. And, you know, it's a good thing I started martial arts because really I felt like that helped me overcome my condition. I haven't outgrown it because, you know, I've kind of feel myself I'm not paying attention most of the time, you know. And it's a good thing I got like these two podcasts. I got this and I got the kit pod. So this probably can help me at least overcome my um uh, my attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So this is here I am talking to you, having a conversation, at least trying to get some information. So of course, I can be better in my, uh, my fitness, especially a fitness person as myself and doing a fitness instructor. So it's amazing how I'm getting to talk to these people. And right. I've got, yeah. Well, and honestly, like with ADHD, I have a child also who has ADHD. I said, I told you, I have, I have three special needs kids and the spectrum is broad, but um, there's some things that you just don't get better from. You just learn to adapt and you have to find ways to make your life better while having them, you know what I mean? So like I have terrible knees, so I can't do a ton of squats. So I have mm-hmm. to find ways to adapt in the gym, just like with people who are not neuro- neurotypical, they have to find things they excel at that help them to adapt in everyday life. Just because you have a label or a disability it doesn't have to stop you. You just have to be more creative. Uh, exactly exactly hey so what subjects do you think people need to know about fitness like from your experience so I guess my personal um passion is sustainability and weight loss surgery that's something I'm very passionate about um a lot of people who have had weight loss surgery um are shamed because it's the easy way out um but weight loss surgery is a tool and if you don't change your mental thought process with food you can very easily go right back to where you started um so um sustainability in in weight loss surgery is something i'm passionate about um so that's also partially why I'm working on becoming a certified nutrition coach to help other people um, learn the little tricks and, and things that I do, but also, you know, to show transparency, everybody struggles still. No one's perfect. A lot of people put their highlight reel out on, on social media and all, all the perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> I try to be as transparent as possible. So um just to motivate other people and show them that their barriers uh, can be used to their advantage if they look at things a little bit differently. Um, yes, I have five kids, but I found a gym that had childcare. Or, you know, when COVID happened, they have playgrounds that have uh, workout equipment. I would let them play on the playground and I would go over and work on the, the elliptical at the playground when COVID hit. So, like, mm-hmm. you just have to be more creative. And instead of, um, finding excuses, you just have to find solutions. So 
those are two, uh, two things I'm passionate about as far as fitness goes. Sustainability and weight loss surgery and being creative when you think you have a ton of barriers. Yeah, that's like really when COVID hit, you know, I had to figure out like, of course, I didn't, I couldn't work because uh, uh, of course I got laid off temporarily. So I had to, well, luckily I was only two months of being laid off. So I had to figure out with those two months what I can do. And luckily I had workout equipment in my basement and it was like a pain trying to find um, workout equipment because a majority of everything was like wiped out because everybody was buying like weights and, you know, I had to go like try to find an alter- alternative. So luckily there was the resistant bands and yeah, so I used that. Tell you about creative. My kids like those height, those uh, gallon jugs of fruit punch, right? So I filled them with water and duct taped them to a broom handle and made a dumbbell. <laughs> made a dumbbell. We got creative over here too, I promise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, when you, when you talk about who you look up to, you know, I think of um, Billy Blanks. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I want to have him on my show. Really, it's like, I looked up to him like for like years since he started doing Tybo. You know, I, yes, I remember Tybo. Yeah, I remember having a VHS, and you know, I still have his DVDs. And you know, and here I am, years later, I, I'm like a fitness instructor. You know, I'm a martial artist as well. So, and also AFA instructor. So with AFA, I can really create my own classes, my own martial arts classes. So I'm going straight up Billy Blanks, uh, but I'm not shaved my head bald yet. Nah, I still got my hair. Inner Billy Blanks. <laughs> It. Hey. all right so we're almost at the hidden gym segment of our interview but yet i have one question left um what motivational and inspiring quote best describes your journey it doesn't have to be pretty it just has to work yep. and um i think also something else that i take every day is even if today was a bad day tomorrow, when you hit your, when your feet hit the floor, you have a new chance. Tomorrow's a fresh start. So, um, you know, if today you didn't reach your fitness goals, you didn't get your steps in, you didn't get to the gym or you didn't meet your, your nutrition goals tomorrow, you get to start all over again, fresh slate. You know what I mean? Um, so I try to keep that positive mindset, um, as far as my, um, thoughts and, and, um, mindset go as far as fitness uh, so that's i kind of like i kind of like that quote really it's like for me uh, being a gamer i say i mean you have three lives when you wake up but if you're lucky enough to have two lives before you go to bed i mean you you haven't lost yet so of course when you wake up you got three more lives so you the game starts over so absolutely. yeah absolutely a lot of people go with the mentality of well i screwed up my diet today so i'm just going to cheat all weekend baloney start fresh tomorrow one day, one bad day does not, it's a bad day, not a bad life. You know what I mean? One bad day does not give you a free pass tomorrow. Um, yep. One bad day, you could fix it tomorrow by being more accountable tomorrow. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can definitely relate. I mean, for course, this weekend, I mean, I was pretty much all about watching WrestleMania. So that's, so I wasn't, well, I was going to at least have my um have my fun, at least have a little bench to eat. And of course, today I'm off of work, so I can really have time to really get back in the get back in games. Yeah, so really, I, everybody wants to have fun. What are we getting healthy for if not to enjoy our life? Right. So we should have fun. We should indulge. We should have those little pleasures. It's not about uh, complete restriction. That's no fun. Um, but if we plan for them. Um, we plan cheat days, we plan, 
uh, cheat meals, things like that into our plan, then you're not failing. You're just enjoying your life. Um, it, you don't have to punish yourself if you screw up. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so hey, everybody. Uh, so now we're at our hidden gym segment. So this is where the fun begins. All right. So we already got through the workout. So this is almost like a cool down. Okay. All right. So I got seven questions for you for you to answer the best of your ability. So of course, uh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna get right to it. Okay. All right. First question: the best advice you ever gotten. Best advice I've ever gotten. I think it has to go back to the mantra of it doesn't have to be perfect or it doesn't have to be pretty or perfect. It just has to work. Um, I take that into my parenting. Um, I take that into the gym. I take, I take that into everything. I think that um, as humans, we, we want everything to appear nice and pretty and we want to seem like we have it all together. Nobody has it all together. Who cares what people think? It just has to work. Uh, all right. So here's the one that people normally don't get. Um, what's the worst advice you ever gotten? Worst advice you ever gotten. Hmm. Yep. This is the question I usually get people. Yeah. Right. I should have been more prepared for you. <laughs> Put it off to tomorrow. Hmm. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Like, especially, um, you know, coming from somebody who has lost a child who's been through a lot of stuff, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So yeah, take the extra five minutes and get it in today. Enjoy today because tomorrow's not promised. Exactly. I mean, I want to at least get everything done today. I'm not, I'm the, per- like with my attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, I'm like impatient. I mean, I want to get it done now. I mean, I don't want to wait a long time, you know. You know, people tell me to wait, and I mean, I'm sitting here waiting, you know, I want to get other things done, and, you know, I'd rather get it done today and not do it tomorrow. Yeah, I I want to live every day to the fullest because there's no uh, guarantee. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, so third question, of course, yeah, you talk about your your passion for food. Uh, What would be your guilty pleasure? I mean, how would you reward yourself? So. With not having a great relationship with food, I try to not do food rewards, but when I do, it is always Italian food. Mm -hmm. Italian food, we're really good friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I try to focus on non-skill victory things. So being in a body that you feel trapped in where you can't do anything fun because you're afraid. Um, So, you know, I try to do non-skill victory items. Like if I achieve a goal, I try to buy myself a new outfit because I fit in mediums now. (laughs) Or, you know, a couple summers ago, I went whitewater rafting, something that terrified me. Um, Or I went on an eight mile hike, something old me would have never done. So I try to reward myself with experiences because those last in your mind forever. Um, Or things that remind me how far I've come, you know, things that I wasn't able to do before. Um, Like last summer, I took my kids to an amusement park and I was able to ride every single ride with my kids, which was something I had never, ever been able to do before. So things like that are more of a way that I reward myself versus I'm going to eat a Reese's cup. You know, that's not a super good, healthy thing for me since I do struggle with that one Reese's cup very easily snowballing into five. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I try, I try to limit, 
Um, when I do have a cheat meal, like I said, is I, my go-to is always Italian food. Um, but I try to manage the portion size when I do have that cheat meal. But um, I do try, like I said, to reward myself with non-scale victory items, new clothes, uh, new experiences, things that I never thought I could do before. Yeah, so other than having food um, as a, a guilty pleasure, you got um, other things uh, be a rewarding. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like even now, going clothes shopping, my mind still thinks I'm an extra large. And I still go to the extra large rack and get into the dressing room and put on the extra large and I'm swimming in it. And <laughs> when are you going to realize <laughs> you can fit the medium now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. What famous celebrity would you like to work out with? Um, I'm going to go with Buff Bunny, Heidi Summers. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting her, but I've never actually been able to work out with her. Um, somebody else that I really look up to is Julia Renee. She's an IFBB pro um, uh, in wellness. I really look up to her and would love to work out with her. Also, I've had the pleasure of meeting her, but not actually working out with her also. So um, I'm pretty lucky. Pittsburgh has a lot of great bodybuilders and I've had the opportunity to kind of pick their brains and meet them and um, kind of see them work out and see how they, they work. And um, I'm very lucky in that sense. Um, but yeah, th- those are the two um, Heidi Summers and Julia Renee would probably be the two that I would love to have my butt whooped by in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, when you say Pittsburgh, it's like full of um, body, but I remember like years ago, they had the Kumite classics. Of course, that was like half martial arts competition to have like fitness. And I, I've been like there to a couple years. And I, you know, of course I see like they're, they have bodybuilding competitions. Like they, they have bodybuilders um, going on stage. I don't know. If, I don't know if they still got that um, Kumite classics. You know, I haven't been there for a long time. I'm not sure, but we definitely have some big bodybuilding shows here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, mostly in Monroeville, right? That's actually where I live. <laughs> yeah, so that's like uh, it- uh, the big the big Pittsburgh competitions are now being held down in downtown Pittsburgh, um, the Pittsburgh, and then and there's a couple NPC shows in Pittsburgh, um, some natural shows in Pittsburgh. But we have a lot of IFBB pros here. Yeah. Oh, we definitely have the same thing down in Buffalo. I think I see, no, there's a couple of them. Um, so those on um, bodybuilding competitions. Yeah. We have a lot of athletes actually going to the Olympia that are from Pittsburgh too. Yeah. So there's, a, there's a lot of great bodybuilders here. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. Secret talent. I am very resilient. I know I can't like tap dance or anything cool like that, but um, resiliency, I, I can I managed to get back up every time I'm shoved down. Um, I think that that is a talent because a lot of people get shoved down and stay down. They wallow in it. They let it overcome them and they don't get back up. So I'm going to take that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a talent. Yeah. I'm probably thinking like voice impersonation pretty much. Yeah. I don't, I don't got anything fancy and uh, good like that. <laughs> well, you watch Disney movies, right? I do watch Disney movies. Oh, here's a hint. Uh, here's, uh, here's a little preview. Uh, Simba, everything that like touches is our kingdom. Ah, oh, there you go. Nice <laughs> Lion King. Lion King. <laughs> I have kids. I have an extensive Disney movie uh, knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Also Star Wars. <laughs> oh, my kid's a total Star Wars nerd. Loves it. Yeah. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you constructed. The ability to destroy planets is insignificant next to the power of the force. Vader. Oh, yep. 
<laughs> yep. I got it. Yeah, that's like my top voice impersonation, James Earl Jones. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I don't have any like great like I can wiggle my ears. I don't I don't got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of movies, uh what type of movie would you like to be in? Um, I've been really thinking about this, and I think that if if I had to be in a movie, it would be like a a, a ugly duckling story about someone who goes from having no confidence and and thinking that you know they weren't going to ever be somebody with confidence or somebody healthy and turn their life around. And I really feel like that is what I've done. And then you throw that in with like fourteen kids and counting, and like that's my life. <laughs> um, yeah. If I, yeah, I think that would be the kind of movie that um, would be my life. Like just a story of, of overcoming and realizing how gosh darn capable you actually are. All right. So if that movie was to happen, who would you would want to play as you? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. I don't get to watch much TV. <laughs> <laughs> My life's pretty busy. Yep. Um, I don't know. We'll have to table that. I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> ah. Okay. Uh, last question. Uh, 10 years from now. 10 years from now, I will whoop my future self's butt if I'm not still in the gym, still active, still making things happen. Um, 10 years from now, I would like to have stepped on stage again um, and competed in some division of bodybuilding because it is very rewarding and amazing. Um, 10 years from now, I would like to have healthy kids who have learned healthy habits um, from modeling. I would like to be a personal trainer, honestly. Um, I want to I want to change other people's lives the way that mine's changed. I want to motivate other people. Um, you might think that you're just a mom or you're just a fat person and that's just all you're ever going to be and it's just hopeless, um, but it's not. And you might not think you're capable of much, but it just takes one change to make a snowball roll down the mountain and become a giant boulder of a snowball you know what I mean um so I hope that in 10 years I'm still um making progress for myself but also continuing to motivate other people to make positive changes in their lives too amazing all right so before we kind of close this off uh any last minute words you'd like to say to the listeners out there I'm gonna say that even if it's your first day in the gym, you are doing more than the person still sitting on the couch at home. Um, don't care what other people in the gym are thinking or saying, or you're going to the gym to better yourself. So don't let gym anxiety stop you from going to the gym. Start small because small things turn into very big things and do the scary stuff because nothing great comes from easy. Exactly. All right. So thank you very much for joining me, um, Holly. So I hope you are really going to um, make an impact in the future. So definitely I'm keeping an eye on Instagram for you. So you're definitely going to still do those, um, of course, those um, storylines. And of course, you're going to be posting. Yeah. yeah. 
I can I, be found on Instagram at Mega Mom Fat, the number two fit. Yeah. Did you have like a Facebook page too? Also, um, I do. It's also Mega Mom Fat, the number two fit. All right, Mason. All right. So for those who are just tuning into my podcast, uh, make sure you tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast. This is your host, TJ Williams, closing the gym right now. 